Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast, episode... 389. Oh, yeah. October 3rd in the year of our Lord, baby Jesus, 217. 2017. A, a couple days before LA Podfest. So as you can imagine, a lot of things, a lot never, of moving this, parts. This week is never stressful. No, There's never a lot of no. emails and phone calls this week. No, not. And so everything. when a guest cancels, it makes it even better. Yes. Everything goes smoothly. <laughs> everything goes smoothly. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so we are, you know, we are excited about LA PodFest. As you can imagine, we hope we're going to see you guys there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our show at two o'clock on Sunday uh, with some with a favorite return guest, Joey McIntyre. Joey McIntyre. And a new guest, uh, Laura Kilmartin. Kilmartin. She's yep. never been on the show. Mm-hmm. It's always hard to get. She writes for Conan. So we've tried to have mm-hmm. her on the show a million times, but she's always like, I work, I'm writing during the day. Right. So I can't come do this. So. Her, the Jackie and Lori show, are they're in the festival, so it's her first time in the festival. Um, and she's on our show, which we're very excited for, and it's great having Joey back. This will be his third appearance, I think. Um, and uh, I know a lot of the female- Always a crowd pleaser. Always a crowd pleaser. A lot of the female fans mm-hmm. even reached out to me. Um, and sh- one of them showed me their reaction on Instagram of them hearing the news in their- <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. We don't have that weird small elevator to ride with him anymore, though. No. Oh, did you get to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. I had, I had Joey and Will Anderson together. Wow. I was like, if this thing breaks down, at least we'll be entertained. Those are two great haircuts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You were on an elevator with two fantastic heads of hair. And if you were on a deserted island, those are probably the two people you would pick. Yeah. Yeah. Laughing and, and singing. Right. Yeah. But so- not to eat. No, <laughs> kind of, yeah. no, you can't eat them. They're going to eat no. you, Aaron. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. They're both cannibals. I don't know. Joey McIntyre, we just announced he's a cannibal. We're yeah. excited. That's the new kid's well, Now, that was spoiler alert. Ah. <laughs> we were saving that for the festival. Mm, we are going to eat someone at the show. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be little Lords of the Fly. That's why there's no pay-per-view this year. <laughs> we don't want to get encumbered with any legal hang-ups. <laughs> Um, but no, we are going to have a Hunger Games style. We're going to put a bunch of weapons in the room and you guys see who can make it out of the festival alive. So, well, that's, yeah, we kind of do that in the lab every year. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a great podcast lab. We have podcast pros with all the panels and workshops. But also we have some, we have a CFN screening room this year. Yeah. We are showing uh, Killing Gunther, the mm-hmm. new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's really funny. It's a fun movie. And the director will be there. That'll be Friday at 11 p.m. Yeah. And I think we're going to, we had an open spot, so I think we're going to even put a slide and earbud screening in there. Mm, so how maybe. About that? Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. a little earbuds. Political Vigilante will be doing its first ever live show. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you know, hear me yell at the two party system, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fantastic. <laughs> That's always a treat. It's always a treat to hear my political <laughs> rantings live and in person. Yes. And they're never quiet. No, <laughs> no and I'm going to lock the door. You can't yeah. get out. So that's how we're going to do the political vigilante. Um, yeah, the stand-up show Saturday You know night. what's weird is when you do political vigilante, you never get worked up over it. <laughs> no, there's nothing to get worked up over. Everything's yeah. smooth. And calm. Yeah, calm. you really, uh, it's really good. You really bring it down a notch. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to get passionate about. The world is functioning fairly well, and yeah. I just like to talk about how great it is. I don't know why you're complaining. <laughs> yeah, the system's great. If, if you're a one percenter, the system is working mm, yep. for yeah. you mm. on a daily basis. Yes, so why change it? <laughs> Nothing to change, guys. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't Nothing fix it. Nothing to see here. So that's what political <laughs> vigilante is going to be like. Everything works. I love the election system. I love the tax codes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for all of it. So, um, Oh, the stand-up show. Yes. Um, Do tell, Graham. Karen Kilgariff is, is confirmed on the show. Excellent. Todd Glass. Uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Dore. Um, myself emceeing. Aaron Foley. I just got her confirmed oh, on the show from Sports Without Balls. I, I mm-hmm. was at the Sparks game with her Tuesday night. The Sparks did not win to clinch their second title. There is a game five on Wednesday. I'm sure all of you are watching that. <laughs> <laughs> but the Cubs clinched the division, so there is a lot of hope out there, uh, right, Aaron? Yeah. What a bastard way to do what you guys did. Not only to do it in St. Louis on our home field and then and then knock us out of the playoffs by robbing a home run in extra innings. Yeah. I mean, just real. Ugh, I know the Cubs just, after harder. they clinched, they didn't phone in the next couple of games. They just kept winning. Yeah, that was, well, we kept losing. It's all, it's all relative. 
But this is the, the last time the Cubs made the postseason three years in a row. So they've made it 2015, 2016, and this year. The last time they did this, 1906, 1907, 1908. Mm. So they're due. The last three, Pete, kids. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited for uh, sports. So... <laughs> <laughs> I they're just, great. I sports just, are great. Sports are yeah. fun competition. <laughs> I just, as I was saying the sentence, I realized, oh, this isn't a sports show. What's going on? No, it's still, you're expressing your joy I'm for the, joy. the genre. <laughs> yeah, sports is a genre, Chris. Absolutely. It's a fantastic genre. Aaron, what's so, your favorite sports genre? Uh, baseball, I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, who are you rooting for in the postseason? I have uh, I've thrown my hat in with the Diamondbacks. Oh. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I want to see Paul Goldschmidt uh, win something. Be there's awesome. a lot of great teams. That there's no yeah, it's going to be an amazing play. I'm afraid the Cubs. I don't know if they can get past the Washington Nationals. Quite honestly, I think they can. They have a better better bullpen. I think uh, starting rotation for the Nationals though is pretty. If they're healthy, right? You know that's right. the thing. Ready? All right, Chris is sick of Let's this conversation. It. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, yeah, it's like when Jack and I talk about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, could not care. <laughs> oh, I can get, I can get in on that. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. So um, let's talk about American May. This is the Tom Cruise movie, and a lot of trivia around this movie, too. Some of it pretty brutal. Uh, Yes, yes. The one piece of trivia that I really enjoyed reading was Ron Howard was considered direct, but lost to Doug Liman. (laughs) (laughs) I obviously do not share your disdain for Ron Howard. I like him as a director, but I I like Doug Liman a lot, and I like what he did. I think Doug Liman was the better choice for this film. He was the better choice for this film. Mm -hmm. And I think um, and he worked well with uh, Tom Cruise on yes on Edge of Tomorrow. They yes. did, they, yeah. So and mm-hmm. you saw that you saw mm-hmm. how that came across that they worked quite well together. At, and there was all, a shorthand. Yeah, I liked Edge mm-hmm. of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, and it's allowing Tom Cruise to be Tom Cruisey without over cruising it. Um, <laughs> going on cruise control. Going on cruise control, <laughs> which is code name for Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the, I liked that. Um, too much handheld camera though. I was in the yeah. back row, and I started to get sick. Wow, still. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't I, it because I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. It was some, but unless the unless the pretzel I had was weird, I don't know yeah. something something really upset <laughs> or me. Or there was an hour and a half earthquake while you were watching the film. Could have been mm-hmm. that. <laughs> but uh, it's also the second movie to released in September 2017 with the word American in it. Yep. The first was American Assassin. So I've seen both of the American movies. Both American movies, and as uh, you should. <laughs> God bless. Now us. we will. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, Amen. there was a tragedy on this filming too. Two uh-huh. of the stunt uh, pilots did uh, pass away. They crashed, unfortunately. Uh, Alan D. Perwin and his Venezuelan co-pilot Carlos Burrell were killed when their small twin-engine Aerostar plane crashed during foggy conditions in the Andes near Medellin, 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 Colombia. You watch Narcos, you know how to yeah. pronounce that. It's Medellin. <laughs> Um, so we're, we were very sorry to hear that. that it's, o- it's always tragic when somebody dies. Because uh, yeah, yeah, movies are, should be fun. It right. Shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't sh- be taking lives. It shouldn't be taking lives. Um, and that being said, too, it's also like some of the aerial footage that they got and the stunts and stuff were pretty amazing. Because I mean, yes. a lot of the movie is spent on airplanes. On airplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, With Tom Cruise actually inside them. Yeah. So, you know. He's like, can I do a stunt on an airplane? I'm like, no, no, you're just the pilot in this one. Yeah. You know, no more. It's not Mission Impossible Eight or whatever is the next one. So Tom Cruise is a pilot, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he is. Um, but now let's talk about the movie. Now I I have to say this was the kind of movie I was watching it. It really felt like an old school Hollywood blockbustery type movie. It really had all it had all those beats. Mm-hmm. It, it it just felt like. Um, that old school style of movie making. Now, Doug Lyman is clearly capable of it, but Doug Lyman is also capable of doing uh, other things as well right. and putting his own stamp and his own edge on it. I felt like this movie was a little too Hollywooded up. Like, I felt like mm-hmm. uh, it, it just, it was so strict on hitting like the specific like blockbuster beats. I was like, well, you know, show me, do something a little different than, you know, than what I'm expecting. Obviously, it's based on a true story but the way the structure of the film was was so classic of like all right he's in over his head it's you know he's getting into all this stuff and clearly 
were leading up to when things crash <laughs> down around him. So there weren't that many surprises in this movie. So I was kind of hoping for there to be a little bit more like kind of twists and turns a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it was just so strict to kind of like the, the Hollywood structure where we weren't going to get that. Like I felt like also, uh, I know it was kind of like an action comedy kind of movie, but I thought some of it was like a little too light. Like all the drug dealers were fun and you yeah, know. the fun-loving Pablo yeah, Escobar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they were, they were like, oh, these guys are cool. Yeah, they're fun. You know, there's they, the Medellin not, drug cartel, yeah, a bunch they, of wacky free spirits. They don't look dangerous at all. No, they didn't do and awful then, things to come to power. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, uh, like things like when you saw the uh, Contras and the Sandinistas, and you know, you saw how, like, it almost bordered on satire. Like when they started seeing like how disorganized the Contras and stuff were when they when they uh you know spoiler alert they uh they take Tom Cruise's shoes right yeah so and his glasses right so some of it was like it, it it went like okay well are we making a satire are we making an action like sometimes the uh the tone went a little bit up and down but not much it was still it was still pretty fairly even but you know th- all that being said it was a it, it was a decent movie like I, I can't really fault it for for going one way or the other with it, I really felt like this was one of those movies that it's it's it was right down the middle. Right. It wasn't. It didn't do anything horribly wrong, no. it, and it didn't do anything horribly right. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that expression. <laughs> you didn't do anything horribly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was I, a very safe movie. It was a very safe movie. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm currently in the third season of Narcos. Um, right. So. Some um, shared characters and shared actors. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was that show. Can you pronounce his name? Mauricio which, Mejia? Which name are you talking about? Uh, who plays do? Pablo Escobar, appears oh, in two right. seasons of the television series Narcos. Mauricio Mejia, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he. It's. It's weird because it's. It's the same era. I mean, it's all that stuff. So you you don't want to compare it, but you it's almost impossible right. not to. It's happened at the same time. It's exact. And again, yeah. they're they're the whole first two seasons of Narcos are all about Pablo Escobar. Right. Um, and so is he as fun loving as he no, is in this movie? He's not as fun loving in Narcos. <laughs> no, it's no, really? no. weird. He's uh, not, not a lot of wacky hijinks. Really. Um, <laughs> I think a little more grounded performance of Pablo Escobar. <laughs> just a hair. <laughs> just a hair. Um, one of the things that Narcos does that I like is they intercut the actual news footage of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And they'll show you the actual drug cartel guy right. on the news or getting arrested or whatever. Um, so they don't have a problem going, here's what the real guy looks like. Right. And these are actors. You know, sometimes right. they shy away from that stuff. Um, so, you know, it, it to just, you know, Put them right next to each other and compare them. I think is a little unfair to each one of them. Right. Uh, and it, so that being, but it's but it's hard to. But that that one aspect that you did bring up, I was like, they're making these drug cartel guys way too yeah. just like the fun loving guys. Right. And, and oh, I want to work for them too. Yeah, they seem. They what seem could wacky. go wrong? And when Barry Seal is like telling them, you know, no, no, this is how it's going to be. I was a little like. Is that I find it with these guys that had soccer players killed. I really yeah. find it hard to believe that they would take this from some from American a dude. gringo pilot. A gringo pilot. I really find that hard to believe. <laughs> that being said, maybe the conversation went a little differently in real life. Yeah, I feel like it did. I feel like it did. Um, that being said, um, it was enter- I mean, it was an entertaining movie. Right. It was an mm-hmm. entertaining movie about that era and showing. I guess part of it is if you were to retell that era, I can see why it would be kind of silly or funny because you'd hear the stories and go, are you, what? Right. You guys did what? Yeah, they did. They right. did that shit that was that crazy. When they yeah. showed like the CIA office and like, you know, it was almost like pitch meetings. Like, I got an idea. Right. You know, we're going to do, do this. And then, um, like, but, but you realize too that this, this actually happened. Yeah. The Iran Contra thing; those trials happened. Right. Oliver North is a real guy. Like right. I mean, like right. all that shit went Still down. Still working. Still working, of yes. course. Um, <laughs> so it shows you, and it shows you also the, and this is where it gets into like the structure of like, well, you know what's going to happen. I mean, it's like a, it's a rise and fall of right. anything. Like, uh, 
But what I, what I did find interesting, and I actually would have liked to have seen more of this, of the mechanics of how the CIA operates with um, pilots. Like, like as far as, like, um, you know, I guess you could call Tom Cruise a contractor. Right. <laughs> and, uh, they, and the handlers. Like, that relationship I found really interesting, and I would have liked to maybe seen a little more of that, especially, like, um, when they get burned, like, you know, because there was a show on USA, Burn Notice, that, you know, was kind right. of dedicated to that. Like, like you know, when you're dealing with the CIA or any of these covert things, like, you know, you're off the books or whatever, anything can happen. It's not like you have job security or, uh, you know, any type of security, really. So it was interesting. And like I said, I would like to have seen more of that, like the kind of inner workings of how does that work? How does the handler work with the contractor? You know, how does that how does that um, relationship progress? And ultimately, how does that end? And um, do you think if they went too far with that, it'd be too close to Mission Impossible? <laughs> then they're just pulling off face masks yeah. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I think for me, I found that the most interesting of like, you know, with uh, minus the wacky drug cartels, I found the interactions with the CIA and how. Barry Seal was basically being manipulated, even though he was being paid so much money that he, did, he ran out of places to hide it. Right. Um, so I found it really, uh, that part I found really interesting. What was it, Dom Hall Gleason played the? Uh, yeah, Dom Hall uh, Gleason played the, uh, the Schaefer played the uh, the CIA guy. Did I get that na- his name yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Dom Hall Gleason. Yeah. Um, and so, by the way, doing a fine American accent. Fine American. Yeah. I didn't notice it. I was like, usually you hear that American yeah, R. Yeah, you hear it forced. He, uh, he did a good job. He did a real good mm-hmm. job. Um, and Sarah Wright plays his wife. And um, Wouldn't it be interesting to see a movie with Tom Cruise and have his wife be the same age as him? <laughs> it's like there's, there's still this 50% gap. 50. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. He's a good-looking pilot with bags of money. Yeah, he is. Doesn't matter. And he and he's pretty much ageless on screen. He's ageless. I mean, he's seventy-five. He's seventy-five years old. That's amazing. That I, I, you know, I I guess I was sort maybe of... maybe he really is the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me because I guess I would like to see a more gritty portrayal. Of how this actually went down, and right. what, and more of an, because there wasn't enough of a, um, there wasn't enough condemnation of the American government for creating this shit. You know what I mean? It's sort of just like kind of oh. crazy things that were happening, and like yeah. it's, it's sort of like, well, Barry, you got yourself into this mess, yeah, but who hi- who hired him again? Right, right. <laughs> you know, you, you approached him, and you knew there was co, you know, cocaine down there. And, and also when the guns started ending up instead of to the contras to Colombia. Right. Like there was like, well, wouldn't that raise a, a red flag at some point or you know whatever and like this isn't even wasn't even part of the deal. So there there was a couple things where I would like to have seen maybe expanded on a little bit. Yeah. So I guess you had to if you're going to if you're going to because I think, like, referencing, like, let's say Blow, right? It came out a while, like maybe 10 years ago or more. I can't remember. Blow 2000. Came, yeah, 2000. It came out a while ago. Okay, so Blow had kind wow, of- 17 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> had had kind of a sense of humor to it a little bit about the craziness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, had just a hair more serious, like a little more, like, I, I guess part of the- thing was the stakes you know there's so many scenes in here where there's like it's so like like jokey almost that the stakes were it sort of watered down the severity of the stakes like they're gonna kill your family like yeah and he kind of sees that and again like you say i wasn't it didn't make me mad it didn't take me out of the movie i was still enjoying it i wasn't looking at my watch throughout the film right but i stepping aside from it i go I don't know. It's a pretty pretty intense thing that that is that this guy actual guy is dealing with. You'd think you'd be feeling a little more fear, a little bit. But but you also, you know, I think that was intentional where it was shows Tom Cruise's character Barry Seal of almost like the ignorance of like, yeah yeah yeah, know, yeah yeah like he doesn't even realize how much danger he's actually in. Um, so Which, so I, I but but that's I, not a I mean I get that, that that's a, that's a good point because mm-hmm. that's not a bad choice for the filmmaker for Doug Lyman and everyone else to right. make of like wow this Barry Seal guy really was just like 
Yeah. All he, right, I'll take you put yeah, the job, he, brother. He, you know, it, like, it really felt like, uh, and I think this was a conscious choice, like show him as thinking he's in control the entire time, and then show outside that he's not in control at all. Yeah, and, and you show, and or they no matter how much money they right. throw at him. And early on, he's like a TWA pilot, and you see him just like, oh, it's too boring, it's too mundane. Right. And you're like, oh, he's. He wants the crazy he shit. He wants something, yeah, something a little more. Something a little more, which is yeah. the code for he wants some crazy shit. Well, that's, like, right. they, that's what they say about pilots is they're kind of nuts. Like they're very much, when you take a, a psychology test, they they score about the same as serial killers. Really? <laughs> wow, that's yeah. good to know when you fly. <laughs> that's why there's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that may, I mean, I guess that makes sense. That too. did make me laugh, though, when they were the TWA pilots, and the one who goes, uh, "Wake me up when we're over Texas." Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that makes sense. So, uh, you know. So I think this movie was trying to walk a tightrope between comedy, satire, and serious, grounded, you know, action. Right. Uh, and I, I think Doug Lyman, I, I think he pulled it off, but. I think sacrifices had to be made, and then one of those things sometimes are uh, are tone. Um, uh, Gary Spinelli was the writer, and he's only really done Stash House and this, and um, I think it was a Hollywood black uh, blacklist script too. Yeah, uh, twenty fourteen. So you know, I, I'll tell you, it was. It, it, I think you and I kind of came down in the same way about it. It was like you know, it was good, but it wasn't like you know, it didn't set any theaters on fire or, or it wasn't like it wasn't terrible it was just it felt like you know a big budget Tom Cruise type movie yeah I feel like if you just want like two hours of like escapist whatever right I would go to the theater for that yeah and, and if you're serious about what happened and you really want to learn more read some read some books about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know you're not going to get a ton of information from the film no. this was more about you know Tom Cruise and and his character than it was about the actual events. Yeah. It really felt like that was what the focus of the film was on. Uh, so, so yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It was a it, you know it was a fun, decent you know two hours or whatever, however long it was. I think it was even was it longer than two hours? No, it was about it was yeah. about right at the two hour yeah. mark. And um, but if you're looking for a more serious, it's an hour, it's an hour and fifty three minutes. Yeah. actually. if you're looking for a more uh, serious portrayal of the subject, you could watch Narcos. Or you could uh, read books about this. I'm sure. And do you think? Do you think the filmmakers take that into account? Like, there already is this serious. For sure, for sure. I think you know? this is one of the reasons why it, it got made. Yeah. Is because this. Well, no, we're showing this with a different tone, and um, you know, this movie was never going to get made unless Tom Cruise signed on to it. You yeah. Know, he, I'm sure he was the impetus to get it uh, made. And I for think sure. that's why you get you get Doug Liman in there too. Right. Exactly. Is, it's a good it, choice. They. 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 I, yeah, I think it was very clear that they went, this isn't Narcos. We're not making that. Now, and if you had to pick uh, which Tom Cruise movie to see that was released this year between this and The Mummy, pick this one. Pick, pick yeah. American Made. Yeah, there's definitely a uh, quality gap between the two Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> but And I think this also has to do with this didn't feel like Tom Cruise's fingerprints were all over it. It felt well, that's like... What, that's what makes it good. That's yeah. the difference between this and The Mummy. Right. The Mummy and, feels like Cruise came in and, you know... Uh, and just cruised all over cruised it. Cruised all over it. <laughs> but but the same thing happened with um, Edge of Tomorrow. It, it didn't feel like you know Tom Cruise came in and just changed everything. It felt like you know he and Doug Liman actually worked together to make a decent movie. You know, and and after and after watching this and knowing you know we all as we said we all like Edge of Tomorrow. I'd love to see these guys make another movie again. Yes, I'm all absolutely. For it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting, and you know I, I'll I'll say this. I'll give Tom Cruise credit. I didn't have a problem with his accent. <laughs> I wasn't like, there's Tom Cruise doing a southern accent. I was like, I buy this. I, he's, I'll give him credit. You like, know why? Because it, it wasn't over the top. No. And I'll give Doug Lyman credit for that, too, because you don't know what the first take looked like. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what the, at, the, at the lunch break at the right. table read. Yeah. Was, hey, Tom, yeah. come here for yeah. a second. <laughs> I got some thoughts. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that, that definitely helped for sure. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it was uh, good time at the movies. Good time at the movies. Just, you know, right. don't, you know, don't raise your expectations. You're not. <laughs> there's, no, there's no Oscar nominations coming out of this. There are not. Aaron, what do you, do you want to see this? I do. Um, I've mentioned before how much I enjoyed the documentary Cocaine Cowboys, and there's the one pilot character in that, 
Mm-hmm. Well, who's a real guy? I don't want to call him a character, but um, yeah, if it's anything like that and in tone, maybe that's what they were shooting for in tone. Because mm-hmm. again, that movie is kind of, they're talking about really dark shit, but it's kind of light and, you know, it well-paced and snappy, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also like, I think about the pilot character in Blow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then they're just like, I need to know the names of your children and everything, like, in case you run away with our cocaine and our money, we're going to kill everybody. And that's just that scene <laughs> in the hotel room that's so matter-of-fact in Blow where the pilot's like, okay. I understand. This is who I'm working for. Yeah, um, this is the terms of our agreement. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it feels like it's not negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, and no one's writing anything down. <laughs> No There's no contract. No, no. We're going to just, uh, it's going to be a handshake. Yeah. <laughs> a, in blood. It, it is. It is. That's a um, Now, one thing I wanted to mention, we did have uh, a couple of fans reached out to me on Twitter and said, because when we were talking about Death Note, mm-hmm. they said to go check out the original anime. Um, so I did, actually. Oh, I let's talk about that. How was that? Anime. You know what? It's nuts. But since it's anime, it's so weird. It actually... Even though it's crazier than the movie, it makes more sense because of the world that it kind of is created. I'm almost done it. There's like 37 episodes. There's a ton of episodes for Death Note. Um, but what I love about it is that it sets up this entire world of like as, you know, the killer Kira, as things progress, you know, the whole world, it's like, well, if you don't bow down to him, you're going to end up on his book and die. So you have these interesting elements of like whole governments recognizing Kira as justice in the world. Right. So, but, and you also have the supernatural element where there's each notebook is attached to one of these death gods, which are called Shinigamis. And you have um, multiple notebooks and multiple death gods in the world at the same time. Mm -hmm. And they sometimes interact with each other. And then they have this crazy thing where you can make a deal with one of the death gods and get his eyes. So what that means is if you make a deal with the death god, you forfeit half your remaining life, but then you get these death god eyes where you could look at someone and above them is their name and the rest of their life that they have left. So that means, you know, the whole thing of the death note is that you write down the name and you picture the person, but what if the person you don't know the person's name with these eyes? You don't have to. You can just you can kill pretty much anybody that you look at. Wow. So there's all these real interesting things, and every episode um, reveals another rule for the Death Note. So in the middle of each episode, it just comes up on the screen, you know, Death Note rule. So it, it expands everything. So and it just made me think. You mean they didn't just throw out these rules willy yeah. nilly and not pay attention <laughs> to them? And it, it just made me think again, like Ghost in the Shell is like these these properties as popular as they are in anime and and manga, um, they're not meant to be made into live-action films. They're just not. So um, if you are interested in the whole premise, um, I mean, it's got obviously some weird, weird Japanese crazy cultural stuff in it that uh, doesn't always translate. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's definitely um, worth your time. It's it's a little more interesting and it expands everything a little bit more. And I'm looking forward to the finale. I only have like two episodes left. So, but it's on, it's on a, a certain streaming service that you could get. So, uh, so check it out. Yeah. And, and also, and anyone out there that's, that's, um, seen this as well, uh, I'd love to know what you think of the Death Note because we did a Death Note spoiler app, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so watch it on the streaming service and compare it. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Right, definitely. Because so, that's the thing is, I remember when we when we did the spoiler app, we kept talking about like, I bet you the the anime is a lot better. Yes. <laughs> I bet you it doesn't For because sure. they tried yeah. to grab too much. I think that's right. the problem when you take a full series and you try to boil it down to ninety minutes to two right. hours. It just didn't work. If you don't do that correctly, yeah. then it does go all over the place. It takes time to develop, especially with the characters of like, you know, um, you know, the one character who is the, ultimately the killer, the high school kid who finds mm-hmm. the book. But as the series progresses, he gets older, you know, years and years pass. And, you know, governments, they first try to stop him. And then they, you know, then they start recognizing him as justice in the world. And 
Uh, and then, you know, the death gods are amused by all the human behavior, which is which is always fun to watch, too, because it kind of shines that reflection on humanity, which is what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That the stuff that didn't, you know, translate into the film, um, because you also have these interesting explorations of like, well, crime went down, you know, well, then is what he doing is what he's doing. Right. Is it is it. So you, you raise these moral questions, which are interesting, too. So and there's there's great scenes with anybody who touches the book can see the 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 death gods. So even if you don't own the book, but if you touch it, you can see the death god and wow. interact with them. So so there's a lot of interesting things uh, in the anime for sure. All right, so let's talk about uh, we have an ad. We do. We do. We have our uh, Patreon ad. Uh, and by the way, thank you so much, Patronis. We really appreciate you guys. You, you're keeping us afloat. Uh, we really appreciate your support. And um, Frightfully Uninformed, we are a podcast that watches mostly classic horror movies to figure out a horror movie fandom, frightfullyuninformed.com. Uh, they've been with us for, what, a couple months now Yeah, for the, um, uh, the CFN ad tier. This is fourth month, so we really thank uh, frightfullyuninformed.com uh, for being with us. And so all your cards just got charged. This happens the first of the month, and then we usually get the money on the fifth, so we'll be putting the... Um, the new names and the credits on the YouTube channel, um, which is one of the things you get on, on many of the levels and you get bonus stuff. And, and it's been really cool that you guys have been supporting us. It's been... Yep, we want to give you guys bonus content and you're able to, you know, you're able to make that happen with your uh, patronage. Yes. So, and if you're on the fence, you know, one or two dollars still helps for sure. Every any little, any bit, little helps. bit helps. Yeah. You know, you could do the five dollar tiers where you start getting bonus content. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what a, a cup of coffee for per mm-hmm. month. That's it. So, uh, yeah, it's like, a, a, you know, there's there's cool things happening with comedy film nerds since earbuds has been out on iTunes. That was cool. We cracked the top 20 there for a little bit yep. mm-hmm. after I was on uh, WTF, which was cool. I'm going to be and Chris and I are we've got other big shows we're going to guest yes. on and stuff like that. So. It's really awesome, and now Earbuds is on Amazon and mm-hmm. everywhere else. And yep, it's on Google Play, Amazon. Uh, I'm also I'm getting reports from the East Coast that it's on some of the cable services now. It's on Comcast, uh, Time Warner Cable, and Spectrum. Where it's still they're still working on that. There's some technical mm-hmm. things there, but most likely, uh, check your cable company. It's probably there now as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for all the, the many ways that you support mm-hmm. us. It's it's really cool, and we really appreciate it. Thank and you. We'll be. Uh, We'll be at PodFest, too. We're, um, obviously, we'll be at PodFest. Yeah, we, just, we got in this year. Um, oh, thank God. Is, <laughs> I was touch and go. I don't know if Dave wanted us back. Uh, but we, uh, we're unloading some merch, so there's going to be discounted merch. There will be discounted merch. Yeah, we have uh, some shirts left from, you know, even from mailing out all the Kickstarter awards. There's yeah. still a few left. and I will say this, odd sizes. Odd sizes. <laughs> but... We'll sell some shirts uh, either, for half price, like $10 shirts. Either too small or too large. But, uh, you know, if you're getting them for half price, they don't have to fit exactly correctly. Whatever. Yeah. Everybody Buy one needs... for your dog. There you yeah, go. exactly. If he's massive or tiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Aaron's thinking. Maybe make one into a neckerchief. Yes, you Chief should. rob a stagecoach. Yes. Buy a 5X shirt. Put it on cow- your fridge. A cowboy you dog. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So buy one for your cowboy dog and, uh, you know, come to PodFest. And we'll also, oh, you know what we will have, though? We will have Earbuds DVDs mm. that you can't get right now. Yeah, that we're technically not supposed to be. <laughs> no, we can we can we, sell them after shows. Sure. We, can't, we can't put them online. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the only place you can get an Earbuds DVD, Yeah, because we can't uh, sell them online. Yeah, out of the back of a van. <laughs> yeah, pretty much out of the back of a I van. I know a guy. <laughs> he's got a thing. He <laughs> across the table. He drops a DVD, yep. walks away. Some great extras on the DVD. Yeah. How can you go wrong? How can you go wrong, Chris? No, by not coming to LA Podfest. That's how you, That's can, how you can go, go wrong. wrong. Or not being a Patreon. Yeah. Okay, uh, so there are multiple ways. So let's list all the ways you can. Yeah. You, can't, you can't be cool. You could not watch this. You could not subscribe. You could give a shitty review. You know what? That's too many. Yeah, you could share it on social media and go, these guys blow. There's a lot of great things you could do. So so um, we want your positivity, folks. Yeah, man. So uh, uh, hopefully we'll see you this weekend. Well, let's talk about some trailers. Boom. Oh, you know what? We forgot to introduce our guest. <laughs> He's been sitting there quietly, quietly the entire the whole time. time. Yeah. What a, what a polite. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Brungard. <laughs> We've I never have, heard of his voice. Yeah, you know I'm Aaron's voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Aaron, what do you so, like to do? Yeah. 
So I, I got to say this trailer, this trailer, let's talk oh, about no, no, let's it. Oh, no. I, I, oh, you want to talk about Aaron? All right, sure. Let's sure. talk to Aaron. Sure, let's talk to me. So I saw that you posted, I think, either on Nighttime Foam Corner or PodFest attendees. I don't, I'm not in either of those, but okay. You posted somewhere, maybe it was the PodFest page on Facebook. Maybe just generally on Facebook. About the festival maybe being the last year. Uh, I don't think I have, to be honest, but. You posted uh, something like that. Or you talked anyway. You were talking about the festival. Mm. Yeah, I've definitely posted about. Sounds like uh, an interrogation. No, I, I know. I, I'm, I'm really coming at this the wrong way. He's getting defensive for no reason. It's my fault. I really. So, Aaron, I need to ask you a couple of fucking questions, pal. Where were uh, you? Where, oh, so anyone can just log into your computer? No, no. My. Sorry, I'm. I'm. I'm a little stressed. Um, I'm on edge. So everything I say sounds like an accusation. Huh? You have the time? What are you hiding your fucking watch from me, you liar? Um, No, my question is like, just as a guy that, you know, started out just as a podcast fan, you now work in podcasting, you started with us and everything, like year six of the festival. I'm just curious to know like what you think, because you sort of have a fan's point of view. I mean, now you work, this is a, your job is in podcasting, but like, yeah. What do you think going into the festival? I mean, we, we we're being very upfront in the email we sent out to everybody. Like, we lost some money last year, but this year is we have a great lineup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like the, every year, it always is. It's always a great time. Like we like we've said in the past, like it's comedy, uh, comedy uh, summer camp. You know, it's mm-hmm. like especially if you stay in the hotel. I fully recommend that to anyone who's ever thinking about coming. It's you, you stay in the hotel. You walk around, you run into people all the time. You run, you know, you run into Todd Glass in the hall. Right. You never know what's going to happen. Well, he's uh, letting the dogs out. Not with Todd Glass. Well, <laughs> if he's if he's walking, he's letting dogs out. I'll yeah. tell you exactly what Todd Glass is doing and what he will try to do. And if uh, Ron Biltmore, the head of the hotel, has anything to say about it, he's going to prevent he's going to prevent Todd from doing that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you, but I'm just sick it's of not Todd. A dog, it's not a dog hotel. No, it's not a dog hotel. Mm. And Todd Glass wants to go fucking let dogs out like some kind of savage and just disregard the laws of decent society as he has done repeatedly. He'll have to do it at the sofa tell. He'll have to do it at the sofa tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to catch him this year. Every year he denies it. Anyway, I'm sorry. So if you run into Todd Glass, he's probably letting the dogs out. Aaron, you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's just it's it's the best fan interactive thing, and it's not. It's you know obviously Comic Con is huge and it's a great thing, but it's not like you you get overwhelmed with the crap that's the, the just the sheer amount of people and the right. amount of things to see and do versus this is very streamlined and and uh, you know uh, I think this year particularly there's not as many uh, Sophie's choices to make uh, is what I call them oh, where right. there's mm-hmm. you know two shows you love opposite each other in different rooms mm-hmm. um which is great and you know you guys do everything you can in that in that planning uh and programming stage to to keep that from we happening. do and a couple years ago you added lunch breaks in which was nice because <laughs> <laughs> it would again it would be like comic-con where you're stuck in a room for hours because you're just loving everything that's in say the big room or the the medium room or whatever it, uh and then you just have no time to eat or you have to you have to like Decide, well, do I like comedy film nerds that much or am I just starving? <laughs> do I um, need a sandwich or film talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which will sustain me more? Well, the thing I'm hoping, too, with this the, the downtown this year is within a block or two of, of the Biltmore, like, you can run around. And there's, like, a Chipotle, a Jimmy John. Like, there's a million, like, quick, yeah. go get something quick to eat if you're, if you're in that situation mm-hmm. where, like, I got to eat between shows, um, which I like. Or a quick, or a quick Uber drive from from some really nice places, you know. Right. If you know, if, if you have that time, or mm-hmm. if you really want to experience the the downtown atmosphere, the downtown mm-hmm. area. I think I, I'm going to take the light rail there Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking the train all weekend. Yeah, the Pershing Square is right across the street. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. I'll be having, I'll be carrying the CFN merch. I will be driving <laughs> as a delivery. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you most looking forward to? At the festival, uh, you know, just seeing all of the all of my friends who you know I only see online. They live all over the place. Yeah, I just live all over the right. place. You know, like Rob from Philly and yeah, uh, uh, Jen is in San Francisco and and uh, Laura's in Portland. Like you know, just people I don't get to see as as much as I would like. Now, but do you every stop year by this the lab? Thing. You stop by the lab at all? Um, I since I don't have a podcast, no. Yeah. 
and no one would ask me to be a guest. Mm, that Except may change. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, Did you hear you that know. guilt trip? Yeah. <laughs> Listeners? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's just, uh, Aaron, uh, it's first year on a panel. Yeah. He's, well, he's, he, on the, he's on the network panel. You're what, a podcast professional, man. You are yeah. you are here in the eye of the storm. You are. Oh, he almost oh, said yes. no, it's... but I got him on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> I just worry that I don't have enough information for people. <laughs> or maybe oh, I'm you not do. allowed to say everything. I, <laughs> no. you know. I think that's my favorite thing. No too. filters, no censors. And when I. <laughs> When I go on the when I go on the Podfest page or or Podfest attendees or Foam Corner and I see everybody chattering about it, it makes me. I get I'm excited. I mean, all the the logistical stress and everything obviously is a part of it, but it's that stuff. It's like I'd like to have less of that though. Sure, this year was that less because <laughs> yeah. of, because of people we hired to do stuff, which I I personally really appreciate. It definitely helped for sure. The other stuff I've gone through the last couple months, if I had then the stress of this thing on top of it bearing down on me, I couldn't have, I couldn't handle it. Right. I just I couldn't have handled it. Would so, have been your cup would have run over. I would have lost my shit. Someone else would have been doing it anyway. <laughs> 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 um, but like I, uh, when I see that and the response from people. I go, well, this is the community we built. This is the whole reason we did it. This is right. the whole idea of let's get all of these individuals together under one roof. Exactly. Yeah. And it's something, um, you know. Well, like last year's, the- you know, the the theme on the T-shirt was the voices in your head are real. Along like almost exactly that same level is the faces you see online are real too. Right. And, and mm-hmm all these people are real people and you can hang out and have laughs with them in between shows, going to going to dinner. I think that's my favorite. I mean, I think about- That's my favorite part of it too, the just first, the community. Yeah, yeah. the community. The, the, I think about the first year of the festival, walking into the Sofitel on that Friday morning and I walked into the lobby of the Sofitel and a bunch of people went, Graham! And I was yeah, like, I don't know really who cool. any of you are. Yeah. But I was like, oh, you're all fans. And you're like, right. and everyone was like, oh, I, I jumped in the Kickstarter and mm-hmm. this is so cool. And I remember introducing the it, it puts a face to names for us. Yes. Because I would see these people, you know, I you know go on the road and do stand up or whatever, and you you'd see like a guy sitting alone at a comedy club, and you're like, well, there's a podcast fan. There you go. Right. <laughs> I, I was that guy. Yeah, I know you were that yeah. guy. Like, there's the guy that drove three hours yeah. to watch yep. Doug and I uh, do they Bane may voices. May or may not make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> so then when they when they were all there, it's cool. And then you know things people have said to me along the way. I think it was our second year at the Sofitel, so that would have been year three. Uh, no, you're four. Um, somebody, there's a group of people at the opening night uh, reception thing. And I want to say this, guys. I know every night it's, it, you know, the opening night thing is at the bar. It's a cash bar. <laughs> We're not, you know, it's just that's a money thing. And I just want people to know that that's like, I wish we could do the party where we gave you free drinks and food. Like, I, w- I wish to God we could. It's oh, just, just so you guys know, it will be a cash bar. There's just no drink tickets. Yeah. So you guys, uh, um, we kind of have the parties on the schedule where we're all just kind of get together at the bar. That's right. pretty much what it's going to be. Yeah, that's my point here. Is it's like I wish we could give you guys free drinks and hors d'oeuvres and shit like we've done in the past. But I wanted, we all wanted to just at least everybody meet in this bar yes. in this place. And we wanted to actually have a festival again. Yeah, we did want to <laughs> have a festival again because I remember somebody said to me a couple years ago they're they're all sitting at a table at the opening night thing and they're all hanging out and they you know. They were like, hey, and I was talking to everyone. They said, you know, year one, we all came as individuals and now we're friends. Like, I love that right. all of you are like flying in from wherever and you're all like buddies and you've become good friends, not just online and in person. So that that to me is really, it's a cool thing. So I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I feel like it might not be your life. I feel like we're going to keep doing it. I, it, I, it's going in that direction. It's going in that sure. direction, but yeah. there's some legitimate. Th- it's 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 feeling pretty good right now. It's definitely we're in. I mean, honestly, uh, full disclosure: a... this is our recovery year. We need to recover this year, and you know, before we can build again. You so, never know. Anything could. Any, there's right. a lot of options. We could take a and year you, off. We could. And you guys are buying tickets, which is great. We sold more than last yeah. year. So that's that's really really important. You guys supporting the festival, and. Uh, um, and that's actually, I mean, that's the main determination. You know, if you guys show up, we're able to do it again. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to get your input on that. Aaron. Yeah. yeah. That goes for you two sponsors. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys, absolutely. you guys need to show up too. <laughs> we just need one really, yeah, big, one really big, big one. Sponsor for the... So frightfully uninformed. If you want your name above the title, that's uh... <laughs> add a couple zeros to your <laughs> <Yeah>. monthly donation, <laughs> like five. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll be all set. You guys, uh, it'll be the frightfully uninformed <laughs> podcast festival. <laughs> I'll name it whatever the hell you yeah. want. If your check clears. If your six figure check clears, you can call it whatever the fuck yep. you want. Yeah, you can call it fuck you, Graham. Yeah, Graham, shut your yap hole fest. <laughs> I won't talk for three days straight. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about some trailers. Yeah, let's have fun this weekend. Yes, I think we will. We're going to have a blast this yeah, weekend. Yeah, it'll be really good. I'm looking forward to the stand-up show, too. I think that's you got a lot of good people I'm pumped, it. man. Mm-hmm. I'm super pumped. So, all right. Uh, trailers. Acts of Vengeance. Oh, Antonio Banderas. Banderas. I'll tell you, I'm watching this trailer, and I, I just can't get Puss in Boots from Shrek out of my head. Uh, whenever Antonio Banderas talks now. Or the Nasen XB. Yeah, or the Nasen XB, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, he's literally become a cartoon character. Uh, so it's a little more difficult to take him seriously in a straight action movie anymore. Uh, but that's what this is. Like, uh, like what were you saying, Aaron? Yeah, what like, was your joke on it, this? Everyone. Oh, it's, it's like Hollywood is Oprah, and they're just like, you get a Taken, you get a Taken, you get a Taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone gets, there's literally two or three Takens that are coming out around the same time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this one. The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. We yeah. had Kidnap with Halle Berry. Or, yeah. I think yeah. I'm most excited Proud about Mary. The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. Right. That looks really interesting to me uh and it also looks like um what the expendables did so successfully but just you know not as campy is what do you do with an aging action star and you put him in a movie like this mm-hmm. this is so this is what looks really interesting to me about the foreigner acts of vengeance not so much i mean it looks it looks like uh um it almost looks like more of a john wick the way the action is shot like uh, just really frantic, quick, you know, guns, punching, kicking. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, could Acts of Vengeance be like a crazy, fun action movie? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. with the the growth I am puss of in boots, with <laughs> I the, can't get past that. With the growth of MMA and the popularity of the UFC, I think we're just seeing more and more of these movies where it's like forty plus year old uh, actor. Is now this this brawling fist you know fisticuffs guy like and Keith Urban is a is a cage fighter yeah. Yeah. cage fighter like, buddy I don't know what the relationship yeah, is they, yeah. that was very vague in the trailer is like all right well now he's he's fighting in a ring but what and he's also the the confidant of yeah. uh, Antonio Maderas yeah, yeah but the funniest thing in this trailer was that as penance uh, after his family gets killed he decides he's not going to talk. Like in Acts of Vengeance, he's like he's gonna he's taking a vow of silence until he finds his family's oh, killers. A lot of voiceover, guys. So yeah, so a lot. Must, of, must have been something he said. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm, you know, it's like the people that brought you, Taken, Taken. It wasn't always, <laughs> or no, the people no. who watched Taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the actual producers were like the Expendables, right? Yeah, and, right. I don't know, man. Yeah, it could go either way for sure, but it could it most likely it'll go in the wrong direction. I want to make one of these where the person just breaks out into singing and dancing. That would be <laughs> like great. that's what I want. I yeah. want Antonio if a he a revenge it, musical. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, or like some it. sort of Bollywood ending or something like that. I want to put yeah. a Bollywood ending at the on everything. Mm-hmm. Acts of theater. Yeah. So <laughs> put something all right. on. The next movie, Annihilation. You know what I liked about this trailer? It didn't really tell me much it was like one of those trailers that really had a mystery to it um and it's good to see natalie portman working again i mean i think she's a a decent actress and but you don't really see her in a ton of stuff i mean she had jackie but you know you don't you know she doesn't she doesn't show up in a lot of things so this really felt like um shades of arrival and when i was watching this trailer like a mysterious science fiction. There's like an entity. There's a uh, uh, a CG barrier that they walk through, and you're not really sure what's going on. But I liked that about the trailer. I mean, because you don't get that anymore. You don't get a mystery in a no, trailer I mean, anymore. That's what I love too. I'm like, yeah. what is going? What's what ha- going on? What's happening? Yeah. They walk through that like rainbow, right? Slime jello f- thing, f- foam or whatever that <laughs> yeah. is, and that's where this. And then you hear the voice over the guy going. Are they carbon-based? And yeah. you're just like, oh, man. Can it, you describe it? 
that and that's I felt the same way. Like, oh, this is this is what I really liked about Arrival. Right, was how they did um, interacting with a with an alien in the in a in a very unique way that we right. haven't seen. And so mm-hmm. that I really liked. It's it's so it's it's directed by um, Alex uh, Alex Garner. Um, excuse me, no, uh, Alex Garland. And Who did Ex Machina? Yes, he wrote and uh, directed Ex Machina. Um, he also wrote Twenty Eight Days Later, which I really like. Oh wow! Yeah. And um, so I, I re- he wrote the Dread that came out in twenty twelve. That was good. Yeah. So Ex Machina was I one of my favorite films that came out uh, in twenty fourteen. Yeah, so I'm definitely intrigued by this uh, trailer. It really intrigued. I like everybody. I like it's based on a book. Um, so I, you know, I, it looks, and they're saying a February release date. Now I'm wondering if they're going to go limited before the end of the year to try to get some Oscar talk, and it's going to go wide in February. Oh, that could be. Well, we'll find out in November, December. Right. <laughs> or, I mean, uh, let's hope it's not a bad film, and that they're dumping they're it in dumping February. It, yeah. Or s- the studios are kind of waking up a little bit with Black Panther. Um, being released in February. Right. Are the studios finally going, why are we letting these yeah. eight weeks sit there and dead? Right, exactly. Like, why are we not cleaning like, up on this? These are literally empty months. Empty why aren't months. We, why, aren't we, uh, why aren't we releasing more movies? Half and, the country's in the snow. They want to go to yeah. get outside. Now, the, uh, <laughs> the downside to that is I think some of these movies that were meant for August moved. So then now all of a sudden August became dead this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but, but there's so many movies. I mean, just... Organize your schedule a little better. I, I really, I have a hard time believing that Annihilation is a piece of shit that they're dumping in February, just based right. on everyone involved in what we just talked right. about. So I'm, I'm really pumped. Acts of Vengeance, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Acts of Vengeance. Come on, we know exactly what Acts of Vengeance is. They, they said Antonio Banderas taken. They're like, okay, which weekend in February? Do right. You want yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that conversation. Yeah, they're all right. open. They're all open. Whatever you want. You want to release on a Tuesday? We'll give it to yeah. you. How quick can we get that on a plane? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> can we just live stream it on YouTube? Can we yeah. do that? Yeah. Do we even have to shoot it? Do we? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I'm intrigued by this movie for sure. Annihilation. Now. Uh, on DVD and Blu-ray, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Um, God, this movie was difficult to get through. They're so long and they're so boring and they're so CG, you know, heavy. Um, if you're a fan of this franchise, I'm sorry. Uh, I will say the first movie was fun. I actually enjoyed the first movie and that's when we were introduced to Giant Depp as Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Uh, every movie after that has made less and less sense and has been less and less enjoyable. Uh, this one is no different. However, at least now we're seeing audiences are actually finally getting tired of these movies right. because this one really dropped off box office-wise. So I'm hoping it's the last one, but we'll yeah. see. You know, it, it, I'm sure overseas it may have passed a threshold. We're like, well, let's do one more. We don't have a script. Doesn't matter. Right. We're going to make another one anyway. Or it's like uh, Spider-Man over at, at Sony where they're like, we have to make another one or we're going to lose Johnny Depp's contract or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. Could be. That could absolutely be it. Uh, the next movie is a ghost story. This is a it was an independent film, and I think it has uh, um, Casey Affleck in it, I believe. And yeah, Casey Affleck and uh, Runa Mara. I, I don't know much about this movie other than it was. it's very artistic and it – it split audiences really have people either loved it or hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately what it is, it's a, a movie from the ghost's perspective of a family and what they go through. So, yeah, it's basically a recently deceased white sheeted ghost returns to his suburban home to try to reconnect with his bereft wife. Right. Um, so it's ghost dad or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, ghost dad. it's a ghost dad reboot. <laughs> yep. With a sheet. Is it from literally from his POV? Like, that would yeah. Be... Apparently, it's from yes. the ghost POV. It's directed by uh, David Lowry, who also wrote it. But he's in a sheet. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. So I don't, there's, yeah, there's, don't... you know, there was no effects budget. Yeah, he's a looks like he's a big editor and he's a director. He Is it di- a comedy? I mean, I don't. Understand I don't think how it's. This I don't he think directed Anthem Body Saints. He directed Saint Nick and a bunch of shorts. So that also had the word saint in them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Casey Affleck. <laughs> Um, St. Casey Affleck. Saint, weird. 
So, and the next movie is uh, Churchill. I forgot this movie came out. Yeah, this is the Brian Cox Churchill. It wasn't. It after. literally came and went. Yeah, it had a ten million dollar budget. Um, it's too soon. It's too, yeah, it's too yeah. soon. There's another Churchill movie coming out with Gary Oldman, I believe, as Churchill, yes. mm-hmm. which is called the The Winter Lion or something like. Which that. Which seemed yeah. to get the marketing budget from both films. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess every couple years they got to make a Churchill film. Yep. So maybe there's a. And only one gets marketed. Yep. All right. So uh, if you now, I like I said, I heard nothing about this movie, so I'm not sure. I'm sure it's good in the sense that you know Brian Cox is a fantastic actor. Yeah, yeah. he'll do a good job. I do. The Churchill story is to me is fascinating. I went to the. Well, I like the fact that this movie shows like that he was kind of um, there was a lot of fear in what like he was going to do. And, How could it not be? Yeah, you know, like that was the cool. I read this great biography, um, I believe, written by Ian Carr, that I bought actually in the Churchill Museum, which is underneath. Uh, 10 Downing Street um, because that's where Churchill and his cabinet were in a bunker during World War II when the when the, the Nazis were bombing them every day. What's I'm curious, what's in the museum? Is it like memorabilia and stuff? Well, they show they do some stuff like they show the the cabinet room. Uh-huh. They'll show the cot. He would take a 30-minute nap every day. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Just mm-hmm. I need this nap. And then it gave you history of the, you know, it showed you the timeline of 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 Britain with the Germany and Right. And how close they were to, to being having to surrender and how he was the guy coming on the radio every day going, we're not surrendering. We're not giving up, you know, um, carry on or whatever it said. Mm-hmm. So uh, never surrender. Yeah. So, you know, Churchill is a fascinating historical character. Yes. Yeah. And um, I've seen a bunch of different documentaries and movies by him so i don't know it's 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 gary i mean brian cox or gary oldman playing him yeah i you know you know i guess so you know let us know what you think yeah and then the next movie is cult of chucky i cannot believe they're still making these movies but they are uh for those of you that were going you know it's time. When are we going to get another Chucky movie? You got it. You got it. <laughs> Your wishes Congratulations. Congratulations. It's yeah. all on you. Enjoy this directed DVD release. <laughs> um, the next one is Goon, Last of the Enforcers. This was a sequel to Goon. With, I saw. Uh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Sean William Scott. Sean William yeah. Scott, yes. Goon is a fun. It's great. Fun. Super funny. Super funny, um, low budget comedy about. Uh, uh, minor league hockey players and how you've got to fight, you know, right. just enforcers, basically. I like it because it's Walker Ewell, who um, I've known for a long time, you're friends with, he's worked on the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a minor league hockey player. Oh, I didn't know that. And he would tell me these he's stories. He's a big guy. He's a big dude. And he was an enforcer. <laughs> and he was a, he was, he would tell me these stories. He's like, oh, Graham, you get to these small towns in Canada and there's, uh, a tire mill and four rinks, and that's all that's happening. Wow! And so this movie is showing you—it's like sort of being a minor league uh, hockey or baseball player. It's like when you're a road comic and you're driving from gig to gig doing uh, bowling alleys, bars. yeah, in small yeah. towns. He goes, so it really shows you that. So, and it's funny. And Lev Schreiber is like the the big you know, number one goon in the league mm-hmm. and they're all just fighters and, and it's, there's hilarious stuff in there and there's some heartwarming stuff. So when I heard about this, I was like, well, I love the first one. Can you make a sequel to a low budget indie comedy about minor league hockey? Fighting? <laughs> Apparently the answer is yes. I, you know, so I want to, I want this to be good. I want it to right. be funny, but I'm, well, as we've talked to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, We've talked about this a lot on the show. Comedies are hard to, the sequels to comedies are so hard to make funny again. They're so hard, so I don't know, but I want this to do well. So I'm gonna check it out, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna check it out. Very cool. Okay, and then like we've been talking about throughout the entire uh, show is is we wanna just make sure you guys know about LA Podfest. But uh, also on the uh, the site, Neil's Weekly Film News is also up. And we've been getting some great feedback, like I said, on Twitter and also on uh, Facebook and on the YouTube channel. YouTube channel. We really appreciate you guys uh, with your comments. And uh, we're always interested in what you guys have to say. The other thing I want to mention, too, is you guys are always polite and well-mannered. And we really love appreciate it. that. We love that you guys 
are such great fans. I really, I really get so. And I love hearing point of order before a comment. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just... it's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Anna on Comedy Film Nerd's YouTube channel said, Hola, Comedy Film. First class video. A thumb up for you. Now I subscribe to you. Goodbye, Anna. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, come to the... Uh, the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and subscribe to videos. We're trying to pump the numbers up on the YouTube. We're putting content up on that all the time. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So check it out. Check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, and oh, coming up this premiering week. this week, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Now I don't know uh, if we're going to be seeing it this weekend exactly. I think <laughs> we're going to see it Monday. We're going to do a spoiler up Monday night. Okay. We could even, I don't know, do we have a fan meetup? Like, we'll, we'll we'll maybe text out the movie theater on Monday afternoon if you guys want to come watch it with us? Yeah, yeah, maybe we could do that. Yeah, anyone who's in town? Right, if you guys haven't left yet from the festival, yeah. we could do, like, maybe a, a daytime meetup for Blade Runner. Yeah, Monday, like, 4 or 5 in the afternoon, something like that. So, uh, We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, and then we'll record at night, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll record do, we'll that do a uh, We'll do a spoiler because... Uh, it's going to take some time. It's a rather lengthy film. Yeah. Uh, to over to two and a half hours, something. And we, I feel oh. like we have to watch it and then immediately talk about it. Right. <laughs> I really, I don't, we were going to like, because I got to go on the road on the Tuesday the 10th and we were trying mm -hmm. to figure that out. And then it was like, we can't wait a week. Right. We got to talk about this now. Immediately. Immediately. Mm -hmm. So we'll walk out of the theater and we'll go to your garage. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody, because yeah. we don't have room, <laughs> unless you want to stay on, sleep on T-shirts. Yes. Um, can make little uh, shirt chairs out yeah, of crafty T-shirts. Like a beanbag chair, <laughs> like your basement to watch a ball game. Uh, the next movie, My Little Pony, the movie. That is the best counter-programming I've yes, ever seen in my ever, entire life. ever. So uh, something for everyone in the movie theater this weekend. Uh, and the next one is The Mountain Between Us. This is the Idris Elba, um, Kate Winslet movie. Oh yeah, yeah, survival, so, like Alaskan survival movie or yep, something like they, that. Yeah, you know they're playing crashes. They have to survive. But again, this is a, again it just drives me crazy about the trailers. You've seen the, at least the first half of the <sighs> film in this trailer. Like, yeah. all right, they get on the plane, they crash. Here's what they're going through already. I'm like, well, don't you don't, don't need to do show that. me all this? Just show me get on the plane and then yeah. turbulence. Someone falls through the ice. It's like, well, I <sighs> now okay, well I'm, I'm I'm at least 45 minutes to an hour into this film. And two great actors. Yeah. That I would love mm -hmm. to see in this scenario, but when you tell me the whole thing in the trailer, I'm like, well, God, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, may as well just show me which one gets eaten at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Who's got a frostbitten toe? Yeah. <laughs> As a snack. All right. So we're all going to go see Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. On Monday at some point. If anyone goes to see My Little Pony instead of Blade Runner 2049. That means you have children. Yeah. <laughs> or some there's a there's a, something going on. You're, you. a, you're a brony. <laughs> you're a brony. You're a, you're a brony and you'll dress up to go see it. I can guarantee <laughs> there's people dressing up to see uh, My Little Pony the movie. Well, I'm going to dress up as Deckard oh, for Blade All right, All you need is a trench coat that's wet. That's what wet. I'm going to do. I'm going to wear a wet, wet trench coat. <laughs> that's our program, ladies and gentlemen, wow. episode 389, Lock It Down. It is in the books, ladies and gentlemen, and like we said, we hope to see you this weekend at LA Podfest. Always a great time to see you at PodFest. Uh, I'm also, this two, uh, um, October 10th, I'm in San Francisco at the Punchline Comedy Club. Uh, I'm in St. Louis, October 11th at Helium. Go Cards. Go Cards. <laughs> I'm going to wear Next a Cubs jersey. I'm going to wear a Cubs jersey on stage. That's fine. See how quickly I'm shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I will be at the Zanies in St. Charles, Illinois, uh, the... 12th through the 14th of October. So next week, uh, those are all my road dates. You can get all links, links to all those tickets at Graham mm -hmm. Um And uh, I'm emceeing this uh, Native American stand-up comedy showcase October 29th at Flappers. It's called Custard's Last Stand-Up. We'll nice. start announcing the lineup pretty soon. <laughs> so 
Uh, that's a bigger project I'm going to be working on. Tell you guys more about it. So LAPodfest.com. We put day, day passes just went on sale. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you can only come for one of the days, come buy your day pass. And you get the preview night for free at the uh, Hollywood Improv on Thursday. Thursday. With Bunch. your uh, with your uh, weekend pass. Yeah. So there's four shows. There's two 8 o'clock and two 10 o'clock shows. Right. One in the lab, one in the regular showroom. So check that out. And uh, You can also buy your badge there, too. Like if you're a last-minute badge buyer, you could actually get it at preview night. Yeah, too. you could show up to the mm-hmm. Improv and, and avoid. The, the lines at the uh, at the festival at the festival and then we'll see you guys this weekend and thank you so mm-hmm. much for all the ways that you support the show yep and I do want to mention too the new uh, episode of Conversations from the Abyss has dropped Ooh. it's called Sisters and it stars my uh, lovely daughter <laughs> this one is creepy yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one is yeah. really creepy yeah, yeah. it's off-putting it's an off-putting yes, episode it, it is for sure and uh, you know there is a, a guest cameo that you will uh, recognize at the end Bear in mind, Chris wrote all of this. Yes. Yep. All of this came out of, I've known this guy a while, and uh, this, some of this was a little like, really, buddy? What's going on? Do we need to have a sit down? Like, I wear my emotions out my sleeve. Yeah. This guy doesn't. And that's usually I, the serial killers, I, yeah, the quiet I ones. I put him on the page. He puts him on the page. So, at least uh, they're getting out somewhere. Because yes. <laughs> if, if you were thinking these things and not expressing them, yeah. I'd be like, oh, he's going to murder me one was of these that, days. Wasn't that what uh, Mick Garris said about how nice oh. Clyde Barker is? Yes. He's like, well, because he gets it all out on the page. They said all horse filmmakers and, yeah. are really nice in the world. <laughs> yeah. You get it all out. Yeah. You get it all out on the screen. <laughs> so uh, check that out. Thank you. Guys, you're fantastic. Um, thank you to Aaron and Brenton and everybody here at the All Things Comedy World Global Headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, go Sparks! <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.